Yeah. How is that going? How is that going? And what do you do? Because I, I, I've been thinking about this before, and I just wondered what your. We obviously, if you want to speak about it in the thing, I don't mind. But I'm yeah, interested. no, for sure. Like it's it's all online, isn't it? So that's the whole point about my YouTube channel. You know, just yeah, showing yeah. people that you can do both. You know, study by distance learning. You know, doing university as well just opens doors for you. Yeah, yeah. that's good, mate. No, that's, I like that a lot, honestly. I because I nearly went to. I'll, I'll say if you yeah, want. To speak let's get. Let's jump in, man. Let's jump. Yeah, go on then, mate. Go on then. Yo, guys, it's episode ten of the Beyond Football podcast, and today we got another footballer who does YouTube. He's he's amassed over like one million views on his YouTube channel, showing you guys the behind the scenes of you know a young footballer and how it is. So welcome, Hereford footballer Toby Raisin to the Beyond Football podcast. Thank nice you, man. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Come on, man. So let's let's hop straight in. You know, we're just having a chat about it there. Like, so was it always a dream for you? You know, becoming a footballer from day yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Like, I'm sure, like the same as you, like playing since as as young as I can remember. It definitely always a a dream for me and still a dream now to go on and do even bigger things. Uh, I see what I'm doing now is small compared to the journey, but I'm thankful for where I am now and uh, excited for the future. And it's definitely a, still a dream for me now. Yeah. 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 So where, where did it all start for you? So it started for me with my local Sunday league team, really. Um, I'm from a county called Herefordshire, um, which is sort of like on the England Wales border in England. Um, just playing for my local team called Lebry Swift. I'm sure no one in the whole entire world has ever heard of them. <laughs> no one. Uh, but played with them all the way through, really. I had a few different spells at different sort of like development centres and advanced development centres. I was never at a full-time academy. So I my first sort of taste of that was, I think I was about nine, went to the development centre um, at Cheltenham Town, who are in League One now. Yeah, for about two years then I moved to the uh, Cardiff City like advanced development centre so sort of like one up from that but still not academy level yeah Uh, was there for about two years as well that was from about the ages of sort of 10 to 12 and then that centre actually where I used to play like moved away and it moved like way too far away from me for for travelling so yeah um, I had to leave there um and then probably about half a year later, I joined the the Hereford Academy. So the team I'm playing for now, I joined their academy. Nice. But that still wasn't because it was sort of like non-league. It wasn't it wasn't full time. Um, so yeah. that would be like twice a week, once or twice a week training. I'm not quite sure. Can't remember. But I was there from the ages of 13 to 15. Um, and I actually got released from there at the age of 15 mm-hmm. um, and went. But through this whole time, I was still playing with my Sunday League team because none of them were full-time setups. So yeah, yeah. I got released from there. Went and played for my Sunday League team for a year after I got released. Um, and then from there, so I would have been about 15 at the time. So I played with my Sunday League team for a year. And then at 16, I went into men's football. Okay, um, wow. At 16? Yeah, when I say main, men's football, literally the lowest level of men's football you could possibly go into. Yeah, yeah. So it's literally... Again, led like Sunday league men's football. What was that? Sorry, mate. Like, like Sunday league men's football, yeah. Basically, but it was it was on a Saturday, but it was effectively like yeah, Sunday yeah. league. But just to just to hold you up there, like um yeah, go on, mate. you know, how was 
how was it like, you know, at that point, you know, where you're playing Sunday League and go to these academies, like the balance between that, you know, the environments there, how was it? Yeah, a lot different. I remember just like the difference between playing in my Sunday team and going into those different clubs. I, or in my Sunday team, I was always one of the 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 better players of being a local, being sort of a really local side, like small team, like going from there to like playing in the other teams where I would be like one of the lowest level players there. Yeah, in, yeah. Like at least middle, like it's obviously a big it's a big difference and like it's a good learning opportunity but also it can be a little bit harder you know just to just to keep that level of enjoyment there but definitely mm-hmm. I enjoyed my time at all the um the clubs but Sunday League definitely was more fun especially like playing with your mates and that as well you obviously yeah, make friends yeah. when you go to these clubs but you're with your sort of local boys you've known since you were like six yeah, seven so trust different, different sort of feeling it's really good yeah so at this point where you like had your eyes set on becoming a footballer like completely at that point, you know, when you were like from like the age of nine to like the 15 until you went to Hereford? It was always my dream, but to be fair, I didn't know how realistic it was. Um, Mm -hmm. Having no sort of where I'm from, the closest like fully like football league club is probably about an hour away, like in any direction. So difficult to sort of imagine that pathway um but I always just had a feeling and it was always my dream to for that to be sort of my reality and um but at that age I would say that wasn't my plan as such I didn't yeah at that sort of age I wasn't like this or nothing um mm-hmm. for sure. I definitely came later on yeah that makes sense that's good so like there weren't any there wasn't any like pressure from family or anything like no. Yeah, that's good. Definitely. That's good. So we should like, going go through on. that experience of you know balancing you know Sunday League and you know those academy and Hereford as well. You know what were that was being released one of like the biggest struggles that you had to experience. You know growing up playing football and stuff like that. Yeah, a hundred percent. like especially because the two clubs I was at before was Cheltenham and Cardiff. Like technically I didn't get released like they the sort of centers moved away so it wasn't really a bad reflection on me as such if you know yeah. what I mean um so yeah that was really really hard for me and I found it diff- especially difficult it's like obviously you're playing in this team and then you have to sort of come away from that and like obviously tell your friends yeah I've, I've been released and yeah yeah it's, it's difficult and especially for I was like 14, 15 at the time, like it's hard at that young age sort of to, to, to take that. And it's embarrassing. It's all, it's embarrassing. Yeah. Especially when you're known, when you're known as the footballer and stuff like that. Yeah. A hundred. That's, that's what we're saying. That's why it's it's good to have an identity beyond that, you know, so that you're not just known as that guy who plays football. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. Yeah, Couldn't agree more. Um, And that was, it was really hard for me. I, I, so I was there for, for three years at, at Hereford but the first two years I was actually there and the third year after they said they wanted to release me I asked if I could just carry on training yeah so I stayed there for a year just training not playing in any of their games or anything and then was just playing and training with my Sunday league team as well because I just wanted to carry on getting that 
obviously, clearly I was one of the worst players in the team if they released me. I thought I was better than that, but obviously that's how they viewed me. Yeah. Uh, to, to be able to train in that environment and obviously still keep learning was really hard because obviously you're the one that's not playing games. You're like, why is he not playing games but just training? But at the same time, like, I'm there getting better. I'm not sure what was in my head at that sort of time to want to do that, but it was just yeah, sort yeah. of came natural to me that that's the what the thing I wanted to do. Thankfully, my family supported me and still taking me to that. Otherwise, I wouldn't have had that opportunity because I wouldn't have been able to get there myself. Um, that's great. So, yeah, I'm thankful for that. And it probably developed me quite a lot as a character as well, having that sort of people look at you like in that sort of way. Mm, word. And it's like, what made you, like, what obviously made you still have that drive to keep going during that period of time, you know, after you got released and, like, what motivated you to obviously keep going towards, you know, and, like, just keep going training, still, you know, making your ways to show what you can actually do and stuff like that? I'd probably say, like, just because... I just loved it so much, right, to be fair, like, yeah, just yeah, football, just, like, it was the only thing that I knew, really, um, yeah. I didn't really have, I didn't really have any big passions outside of football in terms of going out and doing things away from home, so, like, I just loved it, to be fair, and that was the main thing for me, and I always just wanted to get better as well, um, thankfully, I took that rejection in a good, positive way, rather than a a negative way I'm sure it would have been easy to go the other way but I think to be fair having like family that supported me and sort of like weren't that sort of like pushing me into it I guess I was a bit more relaxed and I just wanted to carry on I wasn't pressured to carry on so I think that led to me having a bit more motivation to just do it out of the love for it almost yeah yeah that's good that's good to hear so then that did that obviously that same passion, I can obviously, from watching your YouTube videos, you know, I've been watching YouTube videos, especially before I started my channel and stuff like that, that really like inspired me, obviously, to see, you know, the behind the scenes, the, the enthusiasm and just like what we footballers go through and stuff like that. So obviously those situations, did that inspire you to obviously create the YouTube channel and do what you're doing today, you know? Yeah, for sure. I wanted to just sort of show my journey I didn't really have a clue what would happen at the time like when I first started my channel I was 16 I was playing for the Saturday men's team um like I think it's like England like division 12 or like 13 I think that team's in mm. so like I was there when you were 16 though so yeah so it's yeah, quite, yeah. It's, it's quite different to obviously most people when they get released they'll still try and look for other academies but yeah for sure Playing at men's football at 16 is quite, it's quite, it's quite good to be fair, you know. It definitely, it really, it really, really helped me. Like I was a midfield, I'm a, I'm a centre back now, but at the time I was a centre midfielder, like six foot four, gangly, like yeah. just sort of like a giraffe running around the midfield, basically. <laughs> um, and playing against like horrible, like 35 year old men that are just like built like this. And yeah, yeah. It's good for me. And like, to be fair, like I wasn't playing every week and I still had to work to get, like into that team and but that was good for me and I just sort of wanted to start my channel because at that point 16 I was so it's something I really wanted to do then that's when I started really mm. thinking like things were coming into the equation where I had to decide whether I wanted to do what I wanted to do after school and yeah. 
I just re- at that point then so I had that mentality switch of this is actually really something I want to do um and if I want to if it's something I'm going to do I might as well just document what I'm doing so that was my thought process really mm, that's good and like, how do you find you know balancing your football with the YouTube and stuff like that because obviously as soon as I you know since I've been doing YouTube for like a year now and like you know editing videos you know ideas and stuff like that how do you find that yes yeah, I, f- I found it all right to be fair like I think if you can sort of get that balance right where football is still your priority and then it's sort of like a side hobby sort of thing then I think it comes quite natural um to be fair I I've been a little bit inconsistent over the, I say a little bit, I have been inconsistent over the last year, two years, um, which nothing apart from my own doing. So that's something I'm looking to improve. And this year I sort of set myself a goal of trying to do sort of one a week. I found that in the past, like I'd go like ham on it for like a specific time, maybe a month or something. And then I just burn myself out and it's naivety really because I've done it like two or three times now so this time I really said to myself that if I want to do it then I just need to sort of delegate my time a bit more and say like do only do a specific amount um which is like doable for me yeah Uh, and just sort of keep that consistency for a long period of time and it's really hard so anybody that does it it's I have a lot of respect for them Um, 100% yeah that's what I'm saying like when I obviously I've seen your channel and the way you do it and everything you know, got your whole, your community and stuff like that. Um, It's really, really good to see, you know, and I got, especially with me, especially when I, you know, create a video and you spend time editing it and that, and like, I get the satisfaction from obviously, you know, there's all the comments and that, the positive comments where people are like, yeah, they were like positively impacted by it and stuff like yeah. that. That's when, you know, it just feels good with it actually like the editing and all that you know when it comes off and people are saying that oh they really enjoy the video and that and that that feeling yeah. is amazing yeah do you, do you enjoy the editing like side of it no nah, i definitely like i i enjoy it because it's like it's like you're creating like, like a baby it? yeah it's like <laughs> you're creating like you're putting stuff together for people to enjoy now so then like when people come back and they're like oh yeah that video was enjoyable it's like right like, i done that because <laughs> obviously I, I edit all my videos and it's like i spend time on it like and i yeah. watch it back because before i release the video i've watched the video about like 10 times to obviously yeah, yeah. to make Definitely. sure people are actually enjoying the content the music the cuts everything so like, like this time last year I didn't have a clue but obviously watching YouTube videos and that now it's like it's actually a skill it's a real skill yeah definitely you learn on the job as well isn't it? like the more yeah. you do like, the better you get as well yeah literally I'll but come yeah. back after a couple of months out and I was rusty as hell man. I didn't know anything was <laughs> <laughs> them ones man yeah so obviously you know so you're 16 now yeah you know experience and all that stuff you start your YouTube channel so how did that experience from the, obviously you're 16 to end up get, being a pro how did that work and what was the process so so, so yeah 16 playing for that Saturday men's team alongside that I was playing for like an under 18s Midland floodlit league it was called so it's basically like the team was a, a 
playing in what division? About division nine, so a couple levels higher, but it was like the under 18s team for them. Um, and I would play for them in the week on um, I think it was like a Wednesday night, and then I play games for the Saturday team as well. So I was having like two sort of things going on at the same time, two new dressing rooms as well. Um, mm. So that was good for me, just extra sort of like development, I guess. Yeah. Um, I played there for a year. And then the next year, I there was an opportunity. So I would have been 17 now. And there was an opportunity to retrial for the Hereford under-18s team. So yeah. still not sort of a scholarship basis, still literally like training. We would have been once a week then. Um, but there was an opp- opportunity to retrial that came up. And it was like at the end of the previous season and sort of read. And if you got through that, then you got offered like a trial next pre-season sort of thing if that makes sense yeah yeah um and I thought I might as well just give it a go in it and when done decent to be fair got offered a sort of pre-season trial like six-week pre-season trial and to be fair like in that off-season I worked my like I worked my ass off to to get Mm. back fit like flying so I come back pre-season and Thankfully, I was successful. I played two or three preseason games for them, um, mm. and then I re-signed for the Hereford Under 18. So back at the same club I was at before, yeah, and no, still, no. and still, when I was there, I carried on playing for that men's Saturday team just to keep that because they were still yeah. midweek games as well. So keep the Saturday midweek games, so as much games as possible, really. Yeah, yeah, that's that's great. You know, obviously, they. They um, obviously released you when you were younger and then for you to obviously go back and, you know, keep at it, keep working hard and just improve and then you come back and obviously show them, okay, this is why you shouldn't have released me before. Like, that's amazing. Obviously, yeah. especially at such a young age. and that. Yeah, appreciate that. Thank you. Like, as well, like, the fact that, you know, you know you're playing the Saturday team and then you're playing that as well, it's like, it's really getting you ready for the men's game. It's quite yeah. intense. Like you don't really hear about journeys like this, you know. You know, when we it's the other side of football, you know, compared to the the glamorous academy, academy football, you know, where they go through the top academies, you know, through the yeah. ranks and then make your first team debut. This is something different. That's why obviously it's good to get insight into all this. Yeah, and definitely it's I feel like that was part of the reason why I wanted to like document it, because it's like so like. I don't know, like, it's, you don't really, see, you don't see anything about it, really. Yeah, like, no, no one else is doing it. Yeah, and there's not that many situations where, like, there is, but you just you just don't see it where, like, people come through, like, sort of that way, like, up the league sort of thing that haven't come through the academies. And I think it's important to for people to know that that's, like, a possibility, like... Yeah, yeah. 100% is, like, things, like... I, I know throughout my time just up to there, like things sort of went in my favour in certain situations and didn't in others. And you have to get that little bit of luck sometimes, like definitely to 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 like to to get that sort of break. And then when you get that break, it's just about doing your best. Really, you can't do anything more than that. Mm. Word, word, word. So it's like you know, after this time where you obviously re-signed for Hereford, was this now the point where you're like? football only or did you have other things that you wanted to focus on and stuff like that so when I was with Hereford now I was still at sixth form doing my A-levels so 
um, just at my my local sixth form um, in my local town. And I was doing my A-levels where I was doing uh, maths, biology and PE. The thought of maths makes me sick now. Yeah. <laughs> but um, oh, yeah. so, so you're doing those three A-levels? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I was doing nice. that with the football as well. So, um, how, was so that? Yeah. how was balancing that? It was good. I found it all right, to be fair. I was I was always decent in school, uh, thankfully. Like, I did, I always worked hard, but I was naturally pretty good in school. Um, so I'm thankful for that. But, like, it was definitely good for me. I guess the hard work sort of transferred over into all the different areas. And obviously yeah. I had to concentrate on that as well. But definitely with the football, like, it was extra incentive for me to... I don't know, knuckle down because I guess if football is what I wanted to do, then I had to make that as much as a priority as my as maintaining my schoolwork. But I had to make sure I did both. So yeah, it was it was challenging, but uh, I think I managed quite well to be fair at the time. Yeah, that's great. That's great to hear. It's like this is another example of obviously showing people that it's possible to be successful in both. Yeah, so, yeah, for sure. Especially as obviously I, I studied A levels as well when I was a scholar at West Ham. So I've done yeah. psychology as well. So, you know, just balancing that. And that's what the channel is all about, you know, showing people that it's possible. So to have another person on that, obviously you've done the same thing. You've done three, which is incredible. Like, <laughs> so well, it, made it, it made it easier. I was at school, to be fair. And I'm guessing you were full-time as well. And I was I was only doing like night training. So yeah, yeah. that made it easier in my, in my sense. But yeah, it's, it's, it's good. Yeah, definitely. So obviously, at this point, what, what were you planning on doing with those A-levels? So I had a place at university. But I, so I applied for university because um, I didn't know what was going to happen with my football like whatsoever. In my head, my plan, I had my old, old YouTube videos, like first or second video, I, I planned out my whole like, goal was five-year plans and all that. Yeah. And, and then my plan was to go to uni play semi-pro while I was at uni and then sort of like be at uni for like three years sort of thing, play semi-pro while I was at uni and then pursue my goal of becoming a professional afterwards. So yeah, sort of yeah. like get as high as I could when I was semi-pro and then do that. Um, that was sort of my goal. So that's why the A-levels were always important for me because I thought like it is so feasible that you can you go to university by the time you leave, you'll be like 21, mm. play semi-pro. If you get to the highest level of semi-pro you can whilst you're at uni, you're still 21 when you come out. Like, you can easily still go pro, do you know what I mean? I, I've yeah, seen things yeah. that people have done that as well. So that was sort of my intentions. So I had um, a, a place at university. I had a place at Birmingham University to do physiotherapy. That's what I was going to do. Yeah. Um, and I got that, I got given that place as, as well. Uh, thankfully, I got the grades I needed to go. So that was all like lined up sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, that's good to hear. Um, yeah, and then, well, I'll, I'll speak about what happened next <laughs> afterwards. I don't want to <laughs> ruin your flow. <laughs> no, no, it's cool. Like, that's good to hear. So obviously you pattern your grades and that. So you had, obviously, it's good that, to know that you're, you were organised and stuff like that. So you knew whichever happened, like, you had a pathway in place and football wasn't the whole, that own, that be or end or and everything. That's good to hear. 
But yeah, you can continue obviously the other side yeah. of that story. Yeah, so I had my place at uni uh, whilst I was playing with the under-18s. Um, so I was the second year when I joined the Hereford under-18s already. So um, it was in that season. Just We had a decent season, to be fair. We did all right in the Youth Cup as well. We won about four games and managed to get to the first round, yeah. uh, which was good for us as a club. It was like a record for the Hereford. So we played away at Portsmouth in the FA Youth Cup in the first round. So that was a good experience for me my first real game playing in like a big stadium like at Fratton Park Portland Stadium so yeah, yeah. That was good. we got pumped 5-1 but it was still good <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah and then after that was in about December and then I got my first experience with the first team and I traveled to an away game just after the new year yeah um, so I traveled with the first team stayed over like a night stay on a Friday night up to Gateshead it was which is like up near Newcastle so it was a long way like four hours or something like that yeah yeah how old uh, are you so I would have been 17 17 okay that's nice yeah so I, I travelled with them I wasn't on the bench I was like the travelling cell yeah yeah um, and yeah that was my first real experience with the first team and then from there I went on to like train with the first team as well as the under 18s so yeah. until this was in, so this was the new year of 2020. So this is then when I was training with until March and when COVID came about. So yeah, I was training until March and then with the under 18s and the first team, I managed to get on the bench once I'm named on the bench in the league. So that was, that was good. That was just after my 18th birthday. So that was a good experience for me. Um, and then obviously the season got shut down in March when, when COVID hit. So that was like a big, a big thing really but thankfully the manager and the city manager had spoke to me like the first team yeah and said that they wanted me to come in for like a pre-season trial the next year okay. so for the first team for the first team yeah because yeah, there's yeah. no under 23s at hereford so it was that sort of that jump from under 18s to first team and this yeah. is where i had sort of big conundrum really because i had a place at uni and then i had a pre-season trial opportunity at hereford and in the year before, when I was training with the first team in under-18s, the training for Hereford was in the evenings. Yeah. And the, so I could have gone uni and done it if it stayed like that. However, yeah. this new manager came in and the manager we've got at the moment, and he wanted to change it to more like a professional environment. I wanted to change it to the mornings for training. Yeah. So yeah. obviously because of that, I couldn't do uni and football. So yeah. that's where I had to make a bit of a decision. So... I decided in the end to it wasn't so much of a gamble because it wouldn't have been the worst thing in the world but I decided to defer my place at uni so push it a year back basically yeah. and have a gap year as such and take the opportunity of the pre-season trial and just see what happens yeah, yeah. Uh, nice. so it was kind of good because there was literally like no pressure on me whatsoever like if it didn't work out like on the pre-season trial, I'd have a year to myself, maybe go mm. work for a year and then go to university the next year. So like, thankfully there was, it wasn't much pressure on me. Um, yeah. yeah. So I had that conundrum to make and that was the decision I made in the end. Sweet. It's great to obviously see that, you know, you know, you know, your pathways, you know what you're doing and stuff like that. It's good to hear, you know, shows that you're not relying on, oh, if football doesn't work out, 
you know, you still got something there. Yeah. So how did you end up, you know, becoming, you know, signing for your professional contract and stuff like that? Yeah. So I, I, I went for the preseason trial. Um, we played about, I reckon, about three or four games. Thankfully, there was only one like senior centre half that had been signed for preseason. Like by the time preseason started, so basically I was chucked in at the deep end, and so I would have been eighteen at the time. Um, and I, I started the first preseason game, which was only against like a local team, but. It was against sort of like a, uh, I think, so Hereford's Division 6 slash Step 2. And this team was like maybe three leagues below, I think. Yeah. Um, started that game, done decent, to be fair. Started in like with the sort of what would have been like starting 11 at the time because there was no other centre-half. So thankfully I had like senior pros around me sort of thing or senior yeah, players, which yeah. really helped me. Um and then started the next game, which was against Newport. So a League Two team, and I'm 18, and the only games I've played in for men's football are like <laughs> Division like 12 or whatever. Yeah, so yeah. good was, experience. Yeah, massive. Um, like playing against players that have scored like 50 goals in the league, and that like yeah, it was it was tough to be fair. I think mm. we lost like I think we lost three 0 or something. Um, mm. But like. The experience was unreal, and to be fair, I, I thought I actually done all right. I've, after watching the game back, like from a perspective now, thinking where I was then, I actually done. Yeah, um, I, I can't believe how well I actually did. Yeah, that yeah, that's good, man. Um, so played that one, I think, and then the next game didn't start, but came on at half time with like a second eleven and captained the team in the second half. It was like a team of yeah. trialists, basically. Um, but the captain, the trialist team, which was mad for me, which I've always been that sort of leadership character, but I didn't think I'd get that opportunity that, yeah. that, that young. That's quite good. Um, you no, know, captain at 18, you know, men's, a men's team as well. Yeah, that yeah, was, yeah, it was good. It was, a, it was an honour to be fair. And then in the next game, we sort of started with the like backup 11 as such, like the trialist 11. And I captained the team from the start in that game. Yeah, against a team like two leagues below Hereford and after that game um, manager sort of said to me I think in the next training session or whatever that he wanted to like sign me on nice. wanted to give me a chance um, and yeah it was surreal really like I didn't know whether obviously at Hereford's level you can either get put on like a full because it's not fully full-time like every day you can get put yeah. on like an actual contract or you can get put on like a non-contract sort of thing where yeah. you can sort of you can be released like or yeah it's yeah, so yeah. Different options and I, I didn't know what they were going to put me on to be fair and when I went to sign the contract it was a bit all up in the air we literally it wasn't anything fancy it literally was, we was in the gym we'd done a gym session I swear to god I got off this this uh what bike I just done like th 15 calories or something in some 30 second sprint and they were like chairman was in there as well he's like do you want to come, come over and no I'm way. there the my hand is like <laughs> <laughs> and I'm no sweating <laughs> um but signed it yeah they put me on a on like a full contract sort of thing um and yeah, that was that was it. That was there. And thankfully, the the gamble of deferring my place at uni and taking that preseason trial paid off. Paid off, yeah. That's it. And it's like it's good to hear. You know, that's the 
complete other side of you know the football journey of you know signing your pro- first professional contract. Obviously, you know that hard work, you know, being released by them earlier when you're younger, and then you know coming back stronger. That's yeah. great to hear. Appreciate that, man. That's top. So obviously now, so so now since then you've obviously been playing with them. You been playing men's football from a young age how has that been you know in a men's football environment as a young player yeah so last year was a tough year for me um my first year after I was just signed that contract so because of the covid and stuff all the leagues below were cancelled very early on yeah, like yeah. in like october i think it was and my initial plan that year was to get out on loan and just play some games and sort yeah. of develop but that got scrapped as soon as the leagues below got cancelled because I literally couldn't go out. I can't hear you properly. Is it come back now? Yeah, it's back now. I don't know what happened. You might have to cut that out. <laughs> yeah, it should be cool. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what's going on, mate. It keeps connecting to my earphones, which I haven't even got out. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you. Sound. If it does it again, just let me know. Yeah, you said yeah. Leeds Below got cancelled and stuff. Yeah, so the Leeds Lee Below got cancelled, so I literally couldn't get out on loan. Um, but thankfully, with Hereford, um, we had a really, really good run in the FA Trophy, which is like sort of like the non-league FA Cup, basically. Yeah. Uh, and we got to the final of that. So that was in May. And because that was deemed as a, like a fully professional competition because teams in the league were above wearing it that sort of carried on so we literally trained all the way through to May like you would have if you was in the leagues above yeah so basically I had a year of just team training because <laughs> oh, I made two, I made two appearances off the bench in that FA trophy in the cup which is when I made my debut yeah. um that was it I didn't play in the league or anything like that so basically it was a year of just team training for me um, yeah, which I was yeah. thankful for because if I was any leagues below then I wouldn't have even had any team training so I yeah. was lucky there, mate. really really lucky um, mm. and then coming into this year so re-signed um, and it was sort of the same plan again like get out on loan play games and thankfully yeah. they, I've been able to do that so in the first half of the season uh, I went out on loan I had like a I think it was like a four or five month loan until the beginning of January at a team called Murphy Town. Um, so they play in the league, one league below Hereford in the Southern Prem South. Yeah. So one league below, really, really pleased to get that sorted because Murphy's a decent sized club as well. They've got a good fan base for the league they're in. Yeah, yeah. Um, and had a, had a good loan. It, it wasn't, didn't go exactly to plan, to be fair. Um, was meant to go in, start basically every game. It got started off not great because I played the sort of last two preseason games before the start of the season, like in yeah. the start, ready to go. And then I missed the first four games of the season because I was waiting for international clearance because mm. Murph is actually in Wales, but they play in the English leagues. Oh, wow. So that, that killed me. Like, and then they we was playing the three at the back, three centre-backs. And because I wasn't available, they changed to a two at the back, or like oh, four wow. at the back. And so obviously when I come back, trying to get back into the team after four games, it's already got a mountain to climb sort of thing. Um, yeah, yeah. So that killed me early doors. And then from there, never really found consistency of staying in the team. Um, 
played 13 league games in the end, so it wasn't too bad. 13 league games, two goals, and three in the cup it was. So it, it was all right. It could have gone better and it could have gone worse. So it wasn't the worst thing in the world. Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's calm, man. It's been a nice little different side of the journey, you know, especially, you know, completely different to what you usually hear. Yeah. But obviously now you Hereford on loan now and everything, you end up deferring your uni place. So now obviously the question now like who are you beyond football? You know. <laughs> it's, it's a tough question to be fair. And it's something I've actually been thinking about a lot more recently than I did before. Last year, especially, I had some tough moments where it was my first year as a pro and yeah. I'm not playing any games. Like, I'm not involved. You get people asking questions like, how's it going at Hereford? Like, how are you getting on? Like, yeah, you're not yeah. being in the sports. Like, that sort of thing. And, like, it's really tough when you're deemed as this, like, footballer. It's, like, the only thing I'm seen as and... I know in my head I'm a youngster and I'm waiting for an opportunity, but in other people's heads it's like, wow, it's not it's not going well for him, sort of thing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. And I found that really tough mentally. Like I definitely took its toll on me. And by the end of last season, like I was struggling to be fair. Um and coming into this year, it, I've 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 changed that quite a lot, like in terms of not seeing myself as that footballer and just yeah. sort of just trying to be more like just Toby, like just, just me. And I never see myself as a footballer with my mates anyway. And that's why I like being with my mates and stuff, but I've tried to, I, I took a break from, from YouTube for a while. And I think that did help me in the sense that, it allowed me that time just to establish that because it's hard when you're like making, especially when you're making YouTube videos and that about being a footballer, yeah. that can put extra strain on you if yeah, you yeah. are not mentally prepared to deal with that. Um, and now I feel in a good place where oh, I'm not just a footballer. I can, um, other things like I'm with my friends, I'm caring, I'm kind, I can have mm -hmm. a laugh. Like that's all like. Yeah, things that are mean, not just kicking the football around. That's great. That's what we like to hear. Yeah, it's good, man. That's that's how it should be, you know. Your your Toby who plays football, not the footballer yeah. who's Toby. I like that a lot, mate. And I think it's so true. Like, and it's it's so hard not to cross that line as well. Like, hundred percent. It's definitely very difficult. And if you get that wrong which is easily done, it can be really mentally tiring. And I think, like, another thing, like, for me, like, before I would be, like, last year, I would be 24-7, I'm a footballer, like, in my head. Yeah. Like, I, I, before last year, like, I'd never had a drink. Like, um, I wouldn't really go out too much in terms of, like, evenings and that. Yeah. Um, like, on the weekend or anything like that. Um. And I saw myself as this sort of like, if I've got any, if I need to have a chance of like getting my aspirations, then I need to be on this twenty four seven yeah, every yeah. day of the week. And, and it's bad that it can it can consume you. A hundred percent. Whereas, like you know, me as well. You know, when I was younger, stuff like that. You know, games, stuff like that. Maybe if you 
you'd make a mistake. It will just consume your effect, you know, the rest of your day, stuff like that. Obviously, it's good to obviously know that, you know, there's life beyond football. Yeah. Yeah, and that's, that's the sort of pathway I've took this year. Like, I've said to myself this year, which has been a really good thing for me, I've always tried to plan something after my game. So, like, on a Saturday, I'll have the week building up to the game and I'll prepare properly, like, I'll do everything that I would usually do. But on a Saturday night, I need to have something planned that I want to do that I'm going to look forward to as well as my game. Yeah. Which means that that Saturday night is not depend is not dependent on what happens. whatever happens yeah. on the pitch. And yeah. whether it goes well, whether it goes average or whether it goes bad, I'm still going to go and do that thing and enjoy myself. Yeah, that's a great like, thing to have. And I f- that's helped me so much. And it takes so much pressure off you because like, now I know my my weekend and my afternoon and my Saturday is not going to be dependent on, on how well this goes. And it just, it takes the pressure off you. And to be fair, in my opinion, it's helped me play better, but that's not the reason why I'm doing it. My reason yeah. why I'm doing it is because I just need that. You need that downtime and you need that something else to look forward to that can be on football, I guess. Do you know what I mean? So Beyond football. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, so that's great. That's really helped me. That's top, man. It's good. Hope, you know, hope people listening enjoy that, you know. Thanks for, it's been amazing to hear about the whole complete journey, you know, to me, to obviously most people that you usually hear and how you've done that, you know, how you've documented that in your YouTube channel and stuff like that. So it's, it's been really good, man. But just to finish off, you know, I've got some quick fire questions, you know, episode 10, the Beyond Football podcast. So, First one is um, best player you've played against. I'd probably have to say um, this preseason just gone. We played against Shrewsbury Town, who are a League One team, yeah. and I came off the bench um, and came on. And I don't know if you have this experience, but if I come on off the bench, I need five minutes to like mm. like everything's like a whirlwind. First five minutes, do you know what I mean? Mm, it's just mm. like getting used to it. And um, this striker, Daniel Udo, I think his name was. Yeah. Mate, he was a menace and they scored like two goals or something after come on he was decent mate and I yeah. up for a header as well and he elbowed me in my eye and I cut like I don't I've still got like scar under under this eye here where he whacked me yeah. so that evening was not decent for me he ended up in A&E for like six hours after so I was just thinking the whole time oh my god oh. what's just going on <laughs> really done you in damn mate, you done me in big time I can't love it <laughs> So, Messi or Ronaldo? No. <laughs> uh, I've always said Ronaldo, you know. I've always said Ronaldo. Yeah. Um, it's definitely Ronaldo. I don't know why. I just... Well, I do know why. I just like the fact he's so complete and it's nothing to do with... Yeah. Like, Messi is a joke, like, but... Facts. He's just so complete, Ronaldo. I'd have to say it. Yeah. Favourite cheap food? I've got a bit of a sweet tooth, but also I do love a good burger, you know. Good, fatty, greasy There's this place in Hereford, you know, called Beefy Boys. So if you ever go to Hereford or anyone ever goes to Hereford, go Beefy Boys. Trust, burgers are unbelievable. Say no more. And um, what job would you want to do if you wasn't a footballer? Good question. Um, I wanted to go into physio before, but to be fair, my opinion's probably 
change on that a little bit. No, I probably wouldn't want to go into that. Um, oh, I don't know, you know. I think if I, wa- if I wasn't a footballer, I'd still probably want to do something involving football, I think, just because I, I love it so much. So maybe yeah. like, I'd probably go into like maybe like one-on-one coaching or maybe mentorship or something like that, probably. Yeah, makes sense. That's calm, man. No, it's been a pleasure. Episode 10 of the Beyond Football podcast. Make sure you guys, you know, like, comment and subscribe. Check out Toby's YouTube channel. You know, he's definitely inspired my channel and stuff like that. So, you know, make sure you listen to the pod- podcast on Spotify, you know, on the most major listening platforms. And yeah, we're out. T- thank you, Toby. Been a pleasure, mate. Thanks for having me. Beyond Football gang, we're out. Thank you.